The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, July 21st, and we are moving right through our training camp burning question series up on this episode, the NFC North, with our buddy Cody Benjamin. We'll talk about the Packers, Vikings, Bears, and Lions. Oh, my! Uh, in the feed, other burning questions, including the AFC North, which does not feature me. So if you're sick and tired of my whatever agenda you think I've got in this podcast, go listen to John Breach and Ryan Wilson break down the Bengals and Steelers. Thanks to Debo for not making me listen to it. Blah, 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 blah. By the way, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and go ahead and uh, vote for your boys, the Pick 6 Podcast, to advance to the next level on the People's Choice Podcast Awards. That's right. We've been nominated for Best Sports Podcast. Just log in real quick. Type in my name under favorite podcast influencer, if you feel inclined to, and then click the sports button, drop down, select Pick 6 Podcast, ignore Fantasy Football Today, select Pick 6 Podcast, and let's go win this thing and get me a tattoo. What do you say, Cody? What's going on, buddy? I mean, you've got, you're up for awards. You've got like the rainbow of Bud Lights in the back. I feel like this is, this podcast is now something I can like put on my resume. I mean, yeah, this, is, right. this is a real, this is the real deal. I'm yeah, you should totally put it on your resume if you're looking forward <laughs> to getting, not getting another job in the, in the near future. Yeah, this is uh, for the number seven pod, football podcast in Australia or something. What the hell? <laughs> well, that's, you're, you're international. You are, you are. Uh, an official friend of the, I mean, or whatever, what do we call it? What do we call it, Diva? The, not a friend of the podcast. Anybody who does an episode is a friend of the podcast. Yeah. I'd like You're to right. know, like, I, I feel like we start, we're, we're going to need like a chart soon. I mean, to know like where, <laughs> like there's like gradings, you know, like of different colors. I feel like sure. I'm, I'm not like, I don't want to boast. Well, it's like, it's like, like, like I, you know, when you, you know, when you watch, um, you know, when you're watching the radar to see if there's going to be a big thunderstorm coming. And right. so for instance, last night, there was a big one coming in Wilmington where we were at my, my in-laws house. And, you know, it's like green is just rain. Yellow is a lot of rain. Orange, you're getting a little nervous. Red, you're going to bat down the hatches. I got purple last night. So I would say that. Okay. Yeah, purple is kind of terrifying. I was like, we may want to hide. And then, anyway. uh, Yeah, I would say that, like, you know, uh, you're uh, I mean, it's like define, you know, like define the relationship kind of a thing. Like, I feel like I've, we're really starting to get friendly on here. I mean, we are. I would put you, I would. I mean, I wouldn't put you at red. Right. Well, I mean, red would be like, red would I feel be like, like, like you're on doing the show every day. So yeah, I, would, I would put you at orange. I think orange I, is a good spot. 
I don't mean to delay this segment any, like it doesn't need to go much longer than this, but I was joking with one of our, our editors, um, Brett Anderson about how I feel like if you're like a real regular on the pick six, like you Brenton will like easily just like kind of rip into me. Like if I were like that, correct, you, know, correct. you know what I'm saying? Like correct. I haven't yet gotten like the, the actual, like this is supposed to hurt jabs from you. So like, <laughs> you, know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like there's you, you thrown like Sean under the, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's yeah. like, but like I've known, I mean, Wilson, me making fun of Wilson and breach is yeah. That's a whole it's, different. It's like a family. Thing. It's a family thing. So yeah. well, it's not even a family. We've just been doing it for so long that it's, well, like, I wouldn't want you to, I wouldn't want you to, not that I would think you would do this. I wouldn't want you to hang up and be like, wow. <laughs> you didn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Right, yeah. So let's anyway, let's get into the other thing you can do if you're a regular is you are allowed to derail the podcast without me even flinching. Like, I would not like chatting Debo, like, what is he talking about? I'm like, you know, like, like, because sometimes I'll chat Debo, not for you, but I'll like, oh, go oh, along. Boy. <laughs> okay. Let it ride. Uh, yeah, you're good to go. Let's dive into the NFC North and we start with the Packers. And it's pretty obvious when you're writing this story. You know, the first thing you do is you go into our CMS and you type Packers and you type, is Aaron Rodgers going to be the quarterback? There's no need. You don't even need to look at the depth chart. You don't even need to ponder anything else about the Green Bay Packers this offseason because the only burning question is whether Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. I mean, you can nitpick, like, even their, like, who's starting opposite Jair Alexander, but that, like, matters well, there zero. There are definitely questions, but no yeah, one cares. Exactly. In the grand scheme, of, we're in light of uh, Aaron Rodgers being absent. And, yeah, I think, so we were posed to do this as kind of, like, questions that need to be answered before the season begins. And I think it does need to be, I mean, it obviously needs to be answered before the season begins for the Packers. Is Aaron Rodgers our quarterback? Because I don't see a scenario where if it's week one, and Aaron Rodgers isn't in uniform for the Packers, I, I think it's very hard to believe he's going to be coming back in week three, week four, whatever. I think if it gets to that point, I mean, you need to know. like what, that, that completely adjusts expectations for the season. Like it, Week one, week two, week three, you're already in the NFC North race. Like If Jordan Love is under center, if, I mean, heaven forbid, Blake Bortles is under center, like you need to know what the expectations are for this year. And obviously... Um, if like, I know you've mentioned on previous podcasts, like what's the, what's the scenario if Jordan Love, like looks incredible in the preseason. Mm. I mean, that's another thing. Like the question still has to be resolved by week one. Maybe that gives you, uh, more of a, a leeway to trade Rogers. Uh, I don't know. It's, it has to be answered though. Before the, the prevailing logic now, now you said Adam Sheffer tweeted out on Tuesday, I believe his tweet was, uh, specifically that, I gotta find it in my retweets here. Sorry, I should have had that ready. Uh, I thought I had it right here. Crap on me. Um, that that the, the basically the Packers offered Aaron Rodgers a two years extension that would lock him into Green Bay for the next five years, and he and make him the highest paid player in football, and he turned it down. Now, one of two things can be true here because I don't believe they're mutually exclusive. But um, one that that's true. And that the Packers offered him that deal, and there's no gray area around it. And Aaron Rodgers is like, no, I'm done with you. I'm out. I find that difficult to believe because I, I firmly think, Cody, if they offered him the – they're like, listen, here's a deal that guarantees you you control your future for the next five years, and you can guarantee you're in Green Bay for the next five years, that he would take it. And so I, I, I think what's more likely is that the, the second scenario, which is that the Packers are trying to 
curry public favor as we get into training camp. To me, that's what Green Bay is doing by having Adam Schefter tweet that out. And I'm not questioning Adam Schefter's uh, journalistic integrity or the reason why he would tweet that out. I think he was told that by a high-ranking source in Green Bay, by somebody he in Green Bay he can trust. And so he's going to tweet that out. because. But I also think there are probably some... Um, some extenuating circumstances to whatever may have been offered Aaron Rodgers. I just don't believe he would have turned down that deal. I think that's the deal he wants. Well, I mean, so what would be the scenario if, if they didn't actually offer that, then you're trying to still get Aaron Rodgers back in town by lying about an extension you offered. I mean, I'm trying to find like, what would be the logic? I know you'd be currying public favor, but for what an inevitable trade of Aaron Rodgers? Like, like we tried, but, I, I just feel- you if you're the Packers at this point, you've decided we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. Sure. And if he wants to play, he has to play for us. But you need the fans. Th- look. I- yeah, but then couldn't Aaron Rodgers at some point come out and and he's been kind of like uh, he he hasn't been like overt in his displeasure. He's been like he, he I mean he has in some way. No, no, he has. Like, I think you're right. He has right, been like, very. He's, he's been coy. like in, intentionally subtle about like poking yes. fun at the Packers, but you don't think that. In that scenario, Rogers camp wouldn't come back with their own kind of a public favor thing, like saying, no, absolutely not. They did not offer me the highest deal. I think that's possible. But the other thing is, I know The Athletic reported earlier this offseason, and others probably have as well, that money is not the issue. And I know I know what you're saying. It'd be hard to, to be offered to be the, the highest paid player in football to have five years under contract in Green Bay. I mean, they're, they're basically saying Jordan Love, the, that experiment is done if you're doing that. Um, and so you would be regaining power in Green Bay. But if if the reality is that he doesn't care about the money, he's truly just done with this organization, then it would make sense if he turned it down. But that does seem like, a, like is he really going to do that to go play for the Broncos? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's very. There's different layers to it, and we don't know. Maybe he just said, "I'm done with Green Bay. I don't want to play here anymore. I want to play somewhere else. I want to have some say so in what the team does. You guys won't give that to me, and so I'm simply not going to play for this team any longer." Because he also knows if he doesn't like, if he plays, if he retires for this season or whatever. Like, let's say he comes back in 2022, or he goes to the Broncos, and then he goes to free agency, whatever. Like, whatever scenario somebody would make him the highest paid player in football, right? Like he doesn't have to take that in green Bay. I mean, do you think, I mean, he's the reigning MVP. He's pretty old. Well, I mean, look at Tom. I mean, Tom Brady didn't break, I guess. I don't know that I would want to be tied to Aaron Rodgers for the next five years. I don't either, but I'm saying like, if he hits the market somehow, I think that like Denver would easily make him the highest paid player in football. Um, Las Vegas easily would like if they have that room and that flexibility. So here's what uh, pa- uh, Ryan Wood of PackersNews.com says too, and that's the Green Bay Post Gazette, Green Bay Press Gazette, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, um, combined together. He confirmed the, the report from Schefter. He said, in an attempt to mend the relationship with Aaron Rodgers, the Packers offered a contract extension this offseason that would have tied the quarterback to the team for the next five seasons. Sources confirmed. That's why I think it's kind of interesting, because tying Aaron Rodgers to the Packers for the next five years does not guarantee Aaron Rodgers' future over the next five years. And I guess that – I know this sounds like crazy semantics, but the Packers have done this before. 
when they announce big contracts, they announce it leading into the season. They like to make it a big, oh, like, eh, like, you know, doing the whatever, what's the Green Bay dance they do? Like, I was like, I'm happy to know it. I don't know what's wrong with me today. But the, the point being is that they, um, they like to make it a big thing. Like, oh, season starting. I mean, lots of teams do this. It's the old school way of PR thinking around the NFL and, you know, make fans happy. We got to lock down the MVP, et cetera, et cetera. This offer is not made immediately after Rogers third MVP season, MVP season, but rather after it became apparent, the relationship between team and quarterback was fractured. One source told Packers news. It was believed that Rogers initial hesitancy to the Packers initial hesitancy, excuse me, to make any meaningful alterations to Rogers contract after the season only exacerbated the quarterback's frustrations, but the Packers regrouped to offer an extension that would expire after Rogers age 42 season. There's so many things to unpack from that. Like, they I don't didn't, think we can. I don't think there's anything clear cut about this. Is what I'm no, saying. no. And you're saying tying them to Roger, tying Rogers to them for five years. I mean, his current contract ties him to the Packers beyond this season. And correct. So you can say semantics, but like that's how you have He's to talk tied about to it. the Packers for the next three right. years. I mean, we we say that about anyone who signs tied. an extension, right? They've locked him up through 2025. Well, on paper, yes, but they can actually get out of it in 2022. I mean, that's. Uh, I know Joel Corey has talked tons about um, he, he believes like the Packers plan all along was um, get out of the Aaron Rodgers contract after this coming season. That's why they spent a first round pick on Jordan love and Aaron Rodgers probably sees that. So throw on another 100%. two years. Yeah. Throw on another two years of the contract. We have no idea what that contract offer, if it happened, looks like. So let's say, so, but to, to your point, I, I, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think, and that, I, this is what I've been saying all along is that I, what I think happened is, and we're going to probably talk more about the Packers than the other three teams in the division, but we'll see um, that, that. So if you, let's say he's, he, he is currently tied to the Packers for three years, right? Or is it two more years, three years after this, two more years after this season. So I think it's 2021, 22 and 23, right? He's under contract through 2023. We'll bring it up with our old pals here at spot track. He is, he has the 2021 season. And, then, and like they couldn't cut him right now, it would be a disaster from a cap standpoint. Um, it would be, it would just have a bunch of dead money moving forward. But in 2022, 39 million dollar cap hit, 17 million dollars dead cap. So you would save 22 million dollars in cap space. That's a lot. In 2023, 28.3 million dollar cap hit, 2.85 million dollars in cap space. Now, again, if you want to use semantics, whether he's on the roster or off the roster, he is tied to the backers in 2023. Like he's, they're going to have $2.85 million in dead cap space. He will be on their roster sheet. If I were an NFL team, that's how I would phrase it. He's tied to us. So what you do is you fully, you guarantee the next two years, 2022 and 2023, you get you through Aaron Rodgers age 40 season. And then you have two more years after that, where you're like, look, we can get out from under it. I think they probably showed that to Rodgers and Rodgers is like, this is the same thing I'm dealing with right now. I don't want that. What don't you understand about my contract demands? Yeah. I said, I want this. You said, no, I said, you drafted the a quarterback in the first round. I've lit the world on fire. And now I want what I asked for. And well, you're well, not giving it to me. Then we're just getting in back into the philosophical conversation that I know you've had with like Pete Prisco this off season about like, okay, who, who has the ultimate say? The star right. quarterback or the general manager. Now we all probably agree. We'd rather have Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, than like the, the Packers front office altogether. But um, like at the end of the day, like, but you need a front office. Like you just said, you'd be 
hesitant to commit to him for five years. And I would too, even though he's Aaron Rodgers. Um, and so there's no way they are locking him in fully guaranteed for the next five years with this contract offer that, that we're being told about now. Right. And so maybe like, I don't know what it is. Like we, we've been t- talking about this in circles for months, but like, yeah. is it money? Is it control? Like, but control is money in some sense, like in this, this scenario, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, yeah. I mean, but welcome like if to he, America, welcome if, to the NFL. If he gets out, he's at least out from under this, like because he's talked about he doesn't he he has a disagreement with their philosophy there. Um, but is he going to get that in Denver or who at like I don't know. I I, I I think it's at the point where while he would like a Tom Brady situation, he really just wants to get lo- like get out. So I, I don't know what he's going to do if they tell him they won't trade him because then he's just sort of jammed. So it's we're still in the same spot we were a while ago. And that's why, you know, if you were going to come up with a secondary question, and you, you referenced it already to the Packers, just we're not going to break, dive deep in this, but can Jordan Love look like a starting quarterback in training camp? Because if he does, that changes the equation here for Green Bay. Yeah, a little bit. I think, um, I, I guess, yeah, to bring it back to the question, like is Aaron Rodgers the – I mean, they, they just have to – whether that's with a new deal – whether that's with trading him, like obviously that's not the best case scenario for the Packers, yeah. um, but they have to have that figured out. I mean, I just think, yeah, I mean, I guess having Aaron Rodgers for 13 weeks is better than having him for none, you know, if he shows up late. But I mean, my goodness, you're, uh, it's you're playing just with a, fire. You are playing yeah. with fire for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and we come back. The other three teams in the NFC North. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Look, what happens when Aaron Rodgers is in a holdout in the offseason? We've actually done a fairly good job of minimizing the Aaron Rodgers talk, but training camp's here. It's uh, it's nut-cutting time, so to speak. Probably not the appropriate phrase to use, but just go with it. Uh, nut-punching time would be what my son would say. He's into nut-punches. It's not a fun age at all. But there are three other teams in the NFC North, including the Minnesota Vikings. And your burning question for Minnesota and Mike Zimmer is Daniel Hunter fully healthy? I think it's a good one. This guy's a, a defensive player of the year candidate if he, you know, if he is uh, healthy, if he's yeah. out there, if he's playing and he changes that defense. Sorry, I sort of stumbled there because I got an alert from CBSSports.com and it was into the breach, colon. And it's something <laughs> about Aaron Rodgers, but that was oh. how they led the alert. Into oh, the breach. Is that from John Breach? Or is this spelled uh, different? You're talking about no, I think it's into the breach. I think it's it's a John Breach article. Oh, oh it's Aaron Rodgers received a monstrous contract offer for burning question. I don't know what breach did 
Oh, it's Breach's <laughs> newsletter. Okay, yeah, it's the newsletter. Sounds which, like by the way, Cody fills in on once a once a week. Breach only does it four days a week. That's the other reason why you're a part of the the, picks, the orange orange radar pick six pod family. You do the freaking newsletter. Anywho, Daniel Hunter. Yes, um, I think there are bigger picture questions that are more exciting about the Vikings. Like, oh, could Kellen Mond take over later? But if we're talking about this season, uh, before the season, um, the pieces are in play. Like, it's it's Kirk Cousins, it's Dalvin Cook, it's a play action, like play good defense. You're hoping for a defensive turnaround. I think the biggest reason the Vikings, outside of like Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, those playmakers, the biggest reason they should be better this year, and we both, I think, have talked about them being underrated, um, is the defense should be back to Mike Zimmer normal. And Daniil Hunter is a huge reason for that. Obviously, missing him last year was huge. Uh, they don't really have many other proven pass rushers, if any, like proven starting pass rushers besides Daniil Hunter. And it kind of trickles back with the rest of the defense. I mean, I think another question on there is, can the veteran cover guys that they got? Uh, you know, our friend Patrick Peterson, Bashad Breland, they brought some some veteran faces into the secondary if all those guys are just like serviceable this year, that defense should be a lot better. Yeah. And if that, you know, I did the, we did the Bud Light hot takes for the podcast. Obviously you have people get hot and bothered if you try to do a hot take, but I think there's a case to be made that whether Aaron Rodgers comes back or not, that the Minnesota Vikings can win this division. Now the the Packers are a better roster. Well, I mean, they're not that much better. They're, they're probably a better roster. But if the defense gets back to where it was in 2019 and 2018 and before, and Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Irv Smith takes a leap forward and Dalvin Cook plays 16 games, the Vikings can win this division, especially if there's – we have to assume that if Aaron, even if Aaron Rodgers plays, he like you said, maybe it's 13 games. Maybe he's not happy. Maybe it's less. So whether he comes back or not, I think the Vikings have a real chance to, to steal this division. And Daniel Hunter's a big part. You have to have a pass rush. They didn't have anything last year. It felt like, and they, you know, they lost. You know, they Michael Pierce opted out last season, but it, I think the Daniel Hunter question can sort of be the microcosmic version of can the defense get back to where it was under Mike Zimmer? And if Daniel Hunter isn't ready to be Daniel Hunter, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, no, I agree because I think like you just look at their death chart on the defensive line. I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson. Um, they just brought back who did they bring back in defensive tackle? I'm for blanking on the oh, name. Michael now. Pierce. Yeah, and also Sheldon Richardson. Um, oh, right, right. They, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean they've got interior guys, but outside of Daniel Hunter on the on the edges, it's they need not, some edge guys. They gotta get right. some edge pressure. Right. Right. But yeah, I think like with the Vikings, oh, sorry, Sheldon, Sheldon Richardson was mad about um being asked about a prove it deal. He's like, I don't prove anything, I'm great. It's like, no, right. no, no, no. It's just a it's a way the phrase of one year deal. Settle down, buddy. Yeah, like as long as um as long as it's the Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins contingent at quarterback head coach, like I'm not necessarily ready to believe they're Super Bowl contenders, but I'm also not ready to say they're going to bottom out. Like I think, and I pointed this out before, every year under Mike Zimmer, the Vikings have gone in the playoffs, out of the playoffs, in the playoffs, and they're due to be back in this year. I think they definitely I mean, can win. He's never been worse than seven or seven and nine. I know that's right. not. I, I mean, that's. I, I think they're at least wild card material. And so. Yeah, I mean, the defense, though, is the key. And, you know, we'll be watching Daniel Hunter this summer. Yeah. When you look at that, you know, they went 13 and three. They had a very good defensive rating looking at the, you know, just the 
pro football references. They go eight, seven, and one. The defensive rating slipped. Then 10 and six, it bounced back. Uh, and then seven and nine, it, it cratered out at minus 3.8 in terms of the rating system. So they sort of go to some degree as their defense goes. And if that defense bounces back, you have to like the Vikings' chances of being much better and maybe stealing the division, even though people got really bothered when I suggested that the Vikings could win the division, which is just not that crazy of an idea. The Chicago Bears. Um, as we pointed out with Sully in, in either a previous or later podcast, because I can't remember because they all blend together now. Um, it's it's hard not to talk about quarterbacks when you talk about like what's each team's burning question, particularly when you have a guy like Justin Fields, who's who's in theory the future franchise quarterback for the Chicago Bears. He's in waiting in the wings. So the question has to be, how long is Andy Dalton's leash? Exactly. I mean, I think that there are other questions that supplement the quarterback uh, position. So their offensive line, I mean, is it playoff caliber? Because they've shuffled some pieces there. I don't see, like, Bears fans point at Darnell Mooney, and they say, like, the <laughs> the wide receiver core is, like, is good? I mean, I don't no, know. No, it's I, not. I mean, it no, is not so, good. like, outside of Allen Robinson, I don't see a Outside of pass. unhappy Allen Robinson, by the way. Right. And, like, if you're banking on, like, Marquise Goodwin, like, Tariq Cohen coming out wide. Like I just, there are weapons questions there in Chicago as well, but you would need a multi breakout. Let's say Allen Robinson says, nah, F y'all I'm out. You would need a multi series breakout of Demir bird, Riley Ridley and Anthony Miller, which probably not likely. Right. So, but, but the biggest question, yeah. How long is Andy Dalton's leash? Because uh, first of all, I think you have to take into account those, like the offensive line and the weapons. Like, are you going to put Justin Fields out there if it's just a trash off? Like, if everything is Great falling point. apart. Now you have to think of it from the perspective of like uh, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, who are in probably a make or break year, and are they going to be willing to yank Andy Dalton out of there because they need some kind of post twenty twenty one like uh, promise? And so, I'm just curious: is like, is it is it an 0 and 3 start? Is that good enough to get Justin Fields in there? Is it like halfway through the season? I think that the Bears need to have an idea of that before you're going into to week one, which they've already basically ushered to Andy Dalton on a platter. Yeah, it's and we, I mentioned this talking about Cam versus Jimmy or Cam versus uh, Mac Jones and Jimmy G versus Trey Lance. You know, it, I I want to be a little bit more fair to the Bears here, but because I think what they're doing is wrong. It's more about Andy Dalton than it is about their process. Just the idea that like he can't get the starting job. Like, I don't I think the 49ers and the and the Patriots won't give the starting job to the rookies, but I think they're at least leaving the idea open that if the rookies are incredible, we're not gonna hurt our team's chances to win this year out of some bizarre principled approach where the veteran has to start. Um right. it feels like the Bears are doing that, and I disagree with it. So that was sort of the take there. But yeah, I mean, that's clearly the big question uh, when it comes to Chicago, I would anticipate that we see something similar to what we saw with Mitchell Trubisky and Mike Glennon, just because the bears are a flat circle. Uh, Finally, the lions. I like this burning question. What is the existence of the lion? No, we said, uh, what is, what is 2021 all about? And what is an acceptable win total for the lions? It, It really is. It's sort of just a, that's why Dolphin, that's why lions fans aren't, that's why they're rooting. They're almost Rams fans this year. Right. Rooting for Matthew Stafford. You know, it's like they're not expecting anything out of this team. Just go out and show something. Yeah. Like if you're like, what do the Lions need to know going into week one? I think they need to have some kind of a 
a, a measuring point, like a, a barometer for like, what do we need to see from the, from the Dan Campbell regime? Like this year, what do we need to see? Like, does Jared Goff, another one of my questions in our story was, does Jared Goff have a legitimate chance to keep this job? Like, I think that you have to have some idea of like, is he going to be given a fair opportunity this season? I mean, with the supporting cast or obviously they have future draft picks. No one's committing to him long-term right now, but I think like for lions, like the lions fans and the people that work for the lions, like everyone knows that the most important thing this year isn't competing for the NFC North, but like figuring out a, a vision for, for moving forward. And so What's a, I don't know if it's fair to like put a win total on the year because you never know how the season actually plays out. But yeah, like what would be, what would have to go wrong for you to feel bad about the division? That I think you have to have that idea going into the year. Yeah. I look, I think if they win the division, then it's build a statue of Dan Campbell or turn it off or something, right? I mean, I really think it was figure, find a vision. I like, I like it. Find a vision because they don't have one and they haven't had one for a long time. So do it now. All right, Curdy. Yeah. As always, excellent stuff. We'll be talking to you on the uh, another division coming up shortly. Thanks for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.